I don't know what it was. He's walking upright like a man. Sightings in and around Vermont. Bigfoot sightings across New England have been reported. Red glowing eyes, about seven feet tall. Red eyes, big old fangs, claws coming out through. Three inches long, you know, just sharp as they could be. There has been another UFO sighting flying over the Royal Botanic Gardens. There are 500 UFO sightings in the world every month. The truth is out there. All right, are you good? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> is he done clearing your throat? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. You want to you wanna talk into the microphone? Like this? Is this good, or do yeah. you need me to yeah, step no, back keep, a little bit? No, 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 don't, don't go back. I'm, I'm tweaking the. Uh... Well, Pika says I need help. I need help. <laughs> all right, that's all the time. Okay. The, oh no, no, I was staying for me. You, you keep doing you. However, all right. I need help more. Eat. <laughs> you made a really phenomenal turkey Thank and you. stuffing. Yeah. And mashed potatoes. Yeah, this is our third Thanksgiving of the week. I know. Yeah. I know how it's, pretty in, dope. it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> but I will not become tired of turkey There's... at all this week. Yeah. No, because turkey's red. Um, so what's going on is is we had a, uh, John and I had a, a scheduling issue going on. And we didn't, you know, if we could figure something out, be able to... Um, get something out so there's uh some weird lady in my house <laughs> and she's uh she she Who bared your child yeah she yeah she she doesn't listen to podcasts but when i was talking to her about eels a while back when i was writing the eels episode she was like oh that sounds interesting and then i uh i started to play that episode for you and you're like i don't I just don't. When are you going to talk about eels? Very much like there's one guy who left a review because John and I, like the first 10 minutes, we don't talk about anything other than just like catching up. It, so uh, um, you weren't into it, but I figured this would be an opportunity for me to just go straight through the eels copy again. Wait, can I break? Hold on. What? You said I don't watch podcasts or I don't, you don't listen. listen to, no, no, you listen to audiobooks. True crime. Yeah. True crime and Sebastian York. Yeah, who listened? I, Listen, I ruined Janelle's year for. <laughs> so yeah, I listen to. Uh, you like your audiobooks. I do. You listen to audiobooks. You, 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 you don't. Yeah, that's your preferred. Yes. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're what we're going to be doing this week is we're we're covering eels again. <laughs> um, so you know if you haven't heard it in a while, then then here's a refresher, and if you haven't listen to our backlog then you 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 get the heel ears for the first time along with my tolerable wife um hey (laughs) so with that being said welcome to cryptopedia an exploration of the myths and legends that haunt the human mind where each week we'll take you on a journey exploring the mysteries of the world tackling the tales of monsters folklore the paranormal and that thing that definitely lives under your bed i'm brandon and i'm erica yeah So we're uh, we're talking eels this week. Just the straightforward fucking eels. You get unagi, you've eaten it. Um, in this episode, back when I forget what number it was, I can I, a long time ago when I was working on the Normie episode, this kind of caught my attention and took over. Um, but uh, uh, what makes eels special? You may ask. Uh, they're a known animal, and to that question, I respond with. Where do eels come from? We still don't know 
where eels come from. And here's some eels, eel shit we'll be exploring uh, 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 and, and keeping you awake at night to think about. That we still don't know where eels come from. They're right? very interesting looking. They're funky looking. Yeah. Have, have you ever played Mario 64? I don't and think the, so. The dire, dire do- oh, man. <laughs> there, there's an eel on the Dire Dire Docks level that, that freaked me out when I was little. Um, I call penises eel. You never you call penises eel? Like th- that's an eel. When? Since I've general. never heard you call a penis an eel. <laughs> I've never I mean, heard I... you call a penis an eel. An eel. I don't know. It's just... They're long. Generally. <laughs> <laughs> they're long, they're slimy, they got teeth. Well, uh, penises don't have teeth, though. Uh, you that haven't seen be, mine yet. That would be very frightening. <laughs> if you think about so it, e- yeah. Eels in the wild and in captivity have never been observed mating. That's so bizarre to they, me. They've never... Eel, no one's ever seen an eel fuck. How is that possible? Like they, They've never been observed mating. <laughs> but, just, they, but they procreate, right? There's mo- They're still around, so they have to. But, uh, but they've just never been observed mating. Interesting. Yeah. Also, eels have no male reproductive organs. What? Wait. (laughs) (laughs) No. That makes no. That makes no sense. There's no eel reproductive organs for for males. That's a lie. Eel ovaries weren't found until the 1800s. Okay. Wait. 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 But you need (laughs) sperm, right? That. Yeah. Yeah. You need. A male's reproductive organs to, you know, for lay an egg with. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm generally you know, I think there's, there's other methods of reproduction, but not for like, you know, the the animals that we'd be more more uh, familiar with. <laughs> and no eel in the history of the world has ever had balls. I'm done. I can't. <laughs> eel Wait, eggs. <laughs> They've never had balls. Eel eggs weren't discovered for the first time in 2011. 2011. 2011 is the first time an eel egg has ever been observed. So was that the start of... (laughs) (laughs) There were no eels pre-2011. And none since. Like, I don't understand. That just doesn't make any sense to me. So there's all this weird stuff being said, but... um, uh, 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 we literally thought eels just spontaneously came into existence by magic until science said magic is dumb and then just said, we don't know. Well, I like the whole magic idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, so, so how do these godless abominations of nature come to be? So Aristotle, does that ring a bell? The old philosopher from back in the, the yonder times. Okay. Aristotle tells us that the eel is neither male nor female and can engender nothing. Nor was an eel ever found supplied with either milt or spawn, which is what they call like sperm and eggs in, in fish. Okay. Um, nor are they cut open, uh, found to have within them passages for spawn or for eggs. So Aristotle, old philosopher, like they cut them open. There's nothing that indicates they could they could come or they could have a baby. Yeah, that's really bizarre. Yeah. So Aristotle thought that when rainwater hit mud, sometimes eels just kind of happened. Like they're just created? Yeah, just like spontaneogenesis. Like just something happens boom. in nature and boom. Yeah, rainwater eels. hit mud? Like it just 
yeah. well, here's an eel. Well, there's no observable sex organs on an eel, so that that's the best thing they could come up with. Magic. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> uh, Plenty the Elder. Um, I don't call if in past episodes we discussed much about, um, but he has contributed, if not most, a huge amount of modern knowledge about Roman naturalism and medicine. And he comes up frequently on any topic present in that specific time period. Okay. Can we talk about the name Pliny? Pl yeah, yeah. Pliny the Elder. Pliny. Yeah. Pliny the Elder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> since then he's come up we we did an i did an episode on um I'm sorry on i did an episode on the cotton plant um this year and um th th they they i won't get it dive into it we can okay. do we can cover this again All but right. people thought the cotton ant the cotton plant they thought because it when it left its origin when trade kind of began in in um you know the, the the past. Okay. People had never observed a plant that had fur like an animal before, so they thought it was a literal animal growing out of the ground. Oh my goodness! And and plenty kind of was fucking wrong about everything. Pliny <laughs> the Elder. Yeah. <laughs> in Athenius uh, seven, written in two ninety eight C. Oh, Jesus. Uh, we are told that eels entwine themselves and discharge a sort of viscous fluid from their bodies. This, it is said, lies in the mud and generates living creatures. So literally, like, they just slime all over each other, and then that slime hits the mud and just turns into more fucking eels. This is bizarre. I'm sorry. This is, like, very bizarre to me. <laughs> so Pliny explains that eels scrape themselves against rocks, and the, and the particles scraped off become life. What the fuck? That's, yeah, listen, this is, they're trying to figure out where eels... We're still trying to figure out where eels These come from. These are so bizarre... Um, things that they are trying to figure out like how they procreate like they're trying their hardest and i see yeah yeah, now, yeah. You know, a lot of times past, i mean so it's, it's 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 gonna seem like this shit's wild but back then they're we're still trying to figure stuff out and then they're really trying to figure stuff out wait rub yeah yeah rub they thought they were against, against rocks, rocks and the particles scraped off come to life wouldn't that which be shedding? Which isn't, isn't <laughs> crazy. Well, hang on, because there's animals. Like, if you think about, like, um, like, like earthworms, where you can cut an earthworm in half, mm -hmm. and it'll just turn into two worms. So there, there are certain animals that can regenerate in a specific method, and given that they could observe that, they're they're trying to force that to work with eels yeah. because clearly yeah. eels don't have cocks, um, which is. You you need that to make a baby, yeah. or in like or just yeah. You need yeah. I I'm baffled. Yes. I don't understand. In the but they're cool looking. They're cool. They're pretty rare. Very cool. Here's looking. a picture of a eel. Yeah. Um. In the 1600s, writer Isaac Walton wrote that they breed as some worms do out of putrefaction of the earth and deliver uh, ways, which he spelled W-A-I-E-S, <laughs> that eels are bred of a particular dew falling in the mountains of May and June on the banks of some particular ponds and rivers, apted by nature of that end, which in few days is by the sun's heat turned into eels. So it's literally in specific regions of the world, they thought dew collects on a mountain and just if the conditions are right, it just, just fucking eels happen. 
Yeah. This is how wild fucking eels are. Yeah. Um, it was supposed that shellfish in general grew spontaneously in mud, slime, sandy bottoms, and in uh, matter that collected in piles such as logs of wood and the bottoms of ships. So even at this time period, they're still trying to figure out how like clams happen. Hmm. Shellfish, different mollusks yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Cause, hermit crabs. Because um, not necessarily hermit crabs, but they're a thing where like if you have a ship that's in the water mm-hmm. and just barnacles happen on it. You don't see barnacles mate, but like clearly they happen. They just stick on a thing. So it's it's a kind of new thing they're trying to figure out. Um, uh, among them are oysters, cockles, barnacles, limpets, uh, narrates, hermit crabs. Also, I think you shot that out too. Mm-hmm. So good on you. You read, mm-hmm. or did you read ahead? Did you read ahead? <laughs> Were you just reading ahead? I'll take that as I a yes. <laughs> <laughs> The Egyptians thought eels came from the sun hitting the Nile River. An excerpt from a New Yorker title, uh, sorry, New Yorker article titled Where Do Eels Come From by Brooke Jarvis. As late as the 1860s, a Scottish author espoused an old belief that they began uh, their lives as beetles. What? Some believed eels were born of seafoam. Sevenson writes that ore created when the rays of the sun fell upon a certain kind of dew that covered lake shores and river banks in the spring in the English countryside where eel fishing was popular. Most people adhered to the theory that eels were born when hairs from horse oh tails God, I can't. fell into the water. There's like... <laughs> this is insane. This is insane. Like, there's so many, I don't even know, like, <laughs> right. ways that they're saying that they, and, they are being made. And this is why I was just shouting at Danny about eels in the cafeteria. <laughs> because <laughs> eels are fucking nuts, man. <laughs> there's so many claims by so many people. Like it, it, From all over the world, yeah, over centuries, so, so over centuries. They're so out there, though. They're so... Yeah. Well, for us now, they're, they seem out there. Then... yeah. They were just kind of going, I don't, fuck it, man. Like, where else could they come from? Like, they're, they're making their best guess. Oh, um, so where does modern science come into play in some 2,000 years of us believing eels burst into existence from magic? I like that idea. <laughs> magic. So, <laughs> surprising no one. The man investigating the aquatic devil dicks with no balls would be none other than the one and only Sigmund Freud. <laughs> oh, that oh. you know the whole Freudian slip and the whole yeah, when, yeah, fuck yeah. your mom thing. Yeah. Um, so in 1876, Freud went on his hunt for balls in the Italian city of Trieste. Wait. Yeah. Sigmund Freud. The right. Sigmund Freud. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, that's a that's a well, slip. No, like no, when you well, he, he you... is a psychologist who um, there's the Freudian slip and there's. But I, it's what does that have to minute. do with eels? It's just he's a well-known name, so I'm, I'm dropping his name because he went on the hunt for eel balls. Okay. This wasn't necessarily like his. Oh, well, I mean, right. okay. we're getting into when this was his main deal. Okay. Um, but it, it's he's a popular person that people would know who who like me thought <laughs> this was fucking nuts. Um, Hunt for balls. Every morning, <laughs> he went to the docks and bought as many eels as he could. <laughs> He's looking for cocks. He's looking for eel balls. Sigmund Freud. 
Don't we all look for cock? <laughs> so listen, I got one right here for you. <laughs> oh, I can't. So every morning he went to the docks and bought as many eels as he could as he could get, and then dissected all of them. This went on for months. Oh, he dissected nearly four hundred eels, and he found nothing. Four hundred. Four hundred over the course dissected of months. Four hundred and found. No genitals <laughs> in in Trieste. Um, he what? butchered so many eels for so long that in a letter, in a letter he wrote, "Quote: All I can see when I close my eyes is the shimmering dead tissue which haunts my dreams." Because there were t- <laughs> he's like he's having nightmares about how much he's hunting. I for can't these find po- cock. I yeah. can't find cock. I yeah. can't find cock. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my oh. God. So cut to 10 years later in 1886, Yves Delagash, uh, a French zoologist who had uh, a marine animal called, a, sorry, had a marine animal called leptos, fuck, leptocephalus, <laughs> leptocephalus, there we go, leptocephalus. You got this, honey. Yves Del- listen, if you <laughs> understood the shit I go through trying to say things properly... <laughs> And this was written in English. I didn't have to, like, translate it from anything. <laughs> it's an animal called Leptocephalicus in a fish tank in his lab in Roscoff, France. Leptocephali, plural, uh, are these tiny little flat creatures. Uh, the Latin name of them literally means flat head. And here's here's two little pictures of them. Here's one in some water, and here's just if one on the If you guys could see my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're just these little clear... Tapeworms? <laughs> yeah, but they're tiny. They're very tiny. Um, so one day he went to check on his fish tank and found that the leptocephalus... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, God. The leptocephalus was not in the tank, but rather a glass eel. So here's the leptocephalus. Okay. And it turned into this. So clearly there are two different things. This one's yeah. flat, like a sheet of paper almost. Yeah, yeah. And this is kind of like a worm. So he, yeah. he was like, let's check on this guy. He's nowhere to be seen and this guy's in here. Um, and after even more time passed, the glass eel was then replaced with an elver eel. He found that they were... Uh, Wait, what's an elver eel? Um, I have their life cycle and on the next page. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll see their, their, right. their life cycle. Um, so he'd found that... What were all previously thought to be separate, distinct species of eel were actually the same species, but at different points in its life cycle, right? So previously, they everyone agreed these are three different types of eel. Okay. And until he had just one in a tank and observed it over a period of time and saw it transform, that they went, oh shit, this is the same thing. It's just like Pokemon. It hit level, you know, twelve, and it evolved into a, to an Elver. So it's transforming. It's transforming, but previously they thought they were all completely separate, and now. Okay. So he's positing this is actually one eel. Um, uh, so eels metamorphosed. Uh, if you scroll back up the pages, every image shown is actually the exact same eel. So I'll scroll it for you. So this eel. It's not as thick. Or that's not... So this, this yeah. big yellow boy, yeah, is the same as this gray boy, okay, which is the exact same eel as this silver boy, which is the exact same eel as this long boy, which is the same eel as this flat boy, which is the same eel as this clear boy. 
So they're so different in appearance. Everyone always thought they were completely different species. Yeah. They're the same fella. Hmm. They're the same fella. Um, Are they just photograph and then uh, in a different, I don't know. It's just as they age. So they're they're just so vastly different from as they age that the, that, it was it, until, you know, the, the 1800s, people couldn't even conceive of them being the same thing. Okay. Um, and he also actually have seven stages, one having been assumed to exist, but only discovered in 2011, which we'll get to later. Um, starting with the leptocephala... Lep, lepto, lep, 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 Here lep, we go again. Lepto, leptocef, leptocephala... Lepto... Huh. The small, flat, almost <laughs> fully clear stage. Can I try? Le- yeah, go go for it. This guy. Leptocephal. Leptocephal. There's an I at the end. Leptocephali. Got. I got it. Oh, I got there it. you go. Try it. Leptocephali. You go. Lepto. Leptocephalus. Lepto. That's when your cock falls off. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. So starting with leptocephali, <laughs> the small, flat, almost fully clear stage, they then turn into noodles called glass eels. Glass because they're they're still round. Elvers. So by the way, this is we're starting on the chart. So we're okay. moving from here going clockwise. Elvers are a bit bigger and are now eel colored rather than clear abominations of nature. <laughs> um, okay. Those turn into yellow eels, the very first image we had up top, mm-hmm. who turn into silver eels and then mature eels. All of these were known species forever, and Eves is the one that discovered that they were, in fact, one and not many separate species. Um, now, it was for over a decade. Uh, people believe Professor Eves um, that this was possibly due to some uh, past comment he made. I think I read that sentence wrong, but I'm going to push on anyway. Um so he says that I readily admit that there's absolutely no definite evidence that such a thing as evolution has ever taken place. Ah, with eels. Well, the, the <laughs> eaves, eaves. So he's he's he. He doesn't believe in evolution, so he gets kind of like negative negative okay. points on that. <laughs> so he made he made some groundbreaking <laughs> observations, but kind of hit some bad conclusions oh. out of them. Oh, yeah. Um. In the 1902, the Shroud of Turin was brought to him and claimed that there was a 1 in 10 billion chance that it was fake, which it is. It's very clearly, it's not. Th- so I'm, I'm just like, he made some good obver- observations, but I mm-hmm. I got to take a dig at this guy because he made some bad calls too. <laughs> um, and then there was that time in 1895 when he kept trying to clone sea urchins. Um, Wait, what? The big spiky guys? No, that's, I'm... I'm stuck on the cloning part. He he tried to clone. <laughs> I know what sea urchins are. So he just kept cutting them in half and hoping another one oh would form. <laughs> Which is a thing that other animals can do. But like, listen, if they can't do it, they just can't do it. Uh, some of his ideas they aside. They had those on uh, Gordon Ramsay. They actually. Yeah, they're, um, what do they Sorry, call guys, them? Sorry, guys, I'm just... No, 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 because you love your cooking. Don't I apologize do. for... I do. <laughs> John, the last episode, John and I went for, like, like almost a half hour before I getting on I love cooking shows. <laughs> I'm obsessed with cooking shows. What are they called, though? The, the, the urchin, sea urchin, the, the orangey, uh, sea urchin, oh, gosh, sea urchin row? What's it called? Not unagi. Uh, wild ca... Uni, uni, that's what it's called, uni. Um... 
The one that looks like a penis? With the no, whole, no, no, no. Uh, this orange like... stuff. This is uni. This is what they would have had on uh, Gordon Ramsay. This Sorry, stuff, we're talking look, about eels, penises. The, they're used to. They're <laughs> listen. They're used to our our uh, 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 tangents. Yeah, that's what. The, yeah, they've the weird like broken them down on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they taste like though. I've never. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> well, there you know you have to be licensed to actually cut them. Oh. So there, there's a poison in the in the the urchin that I think in, um, in Japan I think tracks it the best. I could be mistaken, but I think they have like one fatality per year. Oh, like one person dies a year because they ate urchin where they had, they had um nicked the poison sack and it got into the food. Ow. So it's actually a very highly skilled um thing, which well, that's, that's just why, yeah yeah um. So some of his ideas aside, he discovered the modern idea of why eels don't have testicles. The current idea is that they grow them only in the last stage of their life before they mate, right? So they have no genitals okay. until it comes breeding time. And then kind of imagine like a cat in heat. And only when a cat's in heat that like, like boom, a dick pops out. <laughs> you know? Okay. And they just... And then they're Just done. Coming. They fucking die. You know, they—they they, so the genitals are only present when they need to be present, and then outside of that, they don't exist. Um, in a moment of quick bookkeeping, I'm talking about European freshwater eels, um, and we also still haven't found their balls. We still haven't found their balls. But there's there's a vast you know array of eels, yeah. so I'm, I'm focusing on the European freshwater eel at the moment. Uh, the clear picture of the eel's life cycle presented many more questions. Leptos- Here we go again. Leptocephali, fuck you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so leptocephali are only found in the ocean. Freshwater eels, on the other hand, are not. Okay. Right? So their their beginning stage of the freshwater eel doesn't exist in fresh water. Their lifespan is roughly 70 years, and they haven't been observed in the ocean. So how is it that the larval stage of the eel is only found in the ocean where all other eels are not. Well, in 1904, Johannes Schmidt came closer to the answer. From 1904 to 1930, uh, with money he got from the Carlsberg Beer Company, uh, he went on the latest scientific exploration. Wait, so we have someone who has a beer company. There's, there's also... Oh, I, know, I got it. Supporting we're, an eel. We're, we're also drinking beer. I'm a few deep. I just cooked some turkey. <laughs> amazing turkey at that thank you but yeah we've got the carlsberg um beer company to thank for the world's largest scientific exploration of leptocephali undertaken to this day (laughs) to this day (laughs) this dude's beer company said we're the largest fucking eels are driving everybody crazy um so he collected measured and recorded the leptocephali slowly working his way until they got smaller and smaller and smaller until he found the origin of leptocephali the place where all eels come from the bermuda triangle <laughs> should i repeat that they all come from the bermuda triangle the yeah. bermuda triangle <laughs> <laughs> more specifically the sargasso sea a sea with no land borders the only sea with no land borders that 1.6 million square kilometer garbage patch in the ocean is the Sargasso Sea. The surrounding ocean currents define the Sargasso's edges. It's kind of like when you pull like 
the the plug in yeah. a bathtub yeah. how it's all swirly yeah, and you get yeah. that collection in the middle yeah that's the sargasso sea so it, exactly yeah so it's, <laughs> it's kind of cool to see with no borders it's defined by the currents around it um now here's the weird part the sargasso sea is six thousand kilometers from the start of where european eels would have to migrate from to this day, no eel has been observed in the Sargasso Sea, even with underwater drones and expeditions. No fucking eels. What? So we know where the the their earliest stage in their life cycle comes from, and in the exact same place where we know they originate from, no eel has ever been observed. That's strange. There's oh yes. Um, also, it's. It's one thing for adult eels to migrate thousands of kilometers, but how does a four millimeter eel larva, which is this, mm -hmm. that's four millimeters, okay. um, how does a four millimeter eel larva make its way to Europe? Currents play a part, using their leaf shape to drift, but active swimming must play a part. We don't even know how long eels stay in their larval stage, or if its change is triggered by salinity changes. So, what salinity means saltiness. So, we have no idea how long they stay in that thin leaf-like stage. Yeah. Or is it that the change of the salt levels traveling from salt water to fresh water, does that change in salinity trigger that physical transformation? Like their size. We just don't know yet how the, he turned from like a leaf to a yeah, noodle. Yeah. We don't know how long that lasts. And we don't know, like, maybe that change from leaf to noodle happens when the salt changes. <laughs> well, that is, that, that that's, ex yeah. Um, and also, uh, uh, sorry, at the top of the paragraph. Uh, so for the first time in history, eel eggs were found in fucking 2009. Oh. Officially recognized in 2011. So they found it in 2009 and then... You know, it's review peer review happens, and then 2011, everyone agrees. Yes, these are eel eggs. Um, 31 eel eggs were found in Guam, which is in the Sargasso Sea. So at least we 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 can say that the eggs of the eels are where their earliest life cycle. They share the same same geographical location. Mm -hmm. We just have no fucking idea how. They travel 6,000 kilometers to Europe. Wow. Um, it, we don't have any eels. Here? <laughs> this is going to be a dumb question. Sorry, guys. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen an eel. Neither have <laughs> I've eaten eels. I haven't seen a, like a natural eel Wait, here. We have fresh water. You've eaten an eel before? Yeah. Yeah, unagi, sushi. If you ever have like a um, dragon roll. How you see on the menus, oh, dragon wait. rolls. So that's eel that has unagi oh, uh, eel in it. I think I knew this. And spider roll Maybe. is, oh. yeah. The eel eggs on top? No, no, no. no those aren't eel are... eggs. That that's um, topico. Those are uh, flying fish eggs, which okay. I love. Different, yes. Okay. And they come in all different colors. Um, I like the the orange and the. So the where are they topico. getting the eels from? They can, we can we is we know we can catch eels we can catch eels we just we're, don't know just, how they procreate yeah we just can't watch them fuck <laughs> you know that's, that's the issue we can see them but we can't watch them they're shy they have performance anxiety yeah they do everything in hiding there's nothing wrong with that I get it um 
and before then, eel eggs were only assumed to have existed. That's what he spoke about up top, where there was one stage of their life cycle that we guessed at. Mm-hmm. So we're like, well, they they have this life cycle. No one's ever observed an egg, but surely there must be an egg. Versus giving live birth, like a seahorse, kind of. Um, so, in closing, I want to touch on the Mighty Bush's eel skit. Eels up inside you. <laughs> Which is snub-nosed eels. Erica's laughing because she's she's in my phone as old Greg what still. What you doing in my waters? What you doing in my waters? That's how we... Uh, we met at a taco <laughs> shop. <laughs> you drink bellies from a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I got a mangina. <laughs> I'm all Greg. <laughs> so so we, we met in a taco shop. And she sits next to me and pulls out her phone and shows me some picture of somebody. And she it goes, was from a movie. It's from yeah, and you said what? Does this look like old Greg? Because she was covered in like green. Yeah, it was, and like her picture reminded me of you know old Greg. And everyone I showed it to, they're just like, what? They they just didn't get it. So I'm like, let me just you know, throw it out there, and you did. And here we are, married and a baby later. <laughs> now we're talking about eel balls. <laughs> Uh, so snub-nosed eels. These pleasant little bastards burrow into the bo- bodies of any host they can find. They hunker down near the host fish's spine, but before they make a habit of uh, finding pregnant fish, entering and gorging themselves on the unborn Nemos. Um, some of these demons were found to be residing in the still-beating heart of a mako shark right here in New York. Oh. So this fella right here, mm-hmm. this is a fish, and this streak is an eel that dug its way into its body. Okay. So, um, actually, that answers your question. Yes, there's eels in New York because they're they're living. <laughs> they're with, living in another fish. They're living within the beating hearts of sharks. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, the eel from Mario sixty four had me hate it since it came out, but this rabbit hole was so deep I couldn't I couldn't not do an episode on it. So as far as I'm concerned, freshwater eels are cryptids. In the 2,559 years, I wrote this last year, so I'll say in the 2,560 years since Aristotle, (laughs) we have 31 eggs, zero testicles, and a guess that they fuck in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, well, keep fucking. (laughs) (laughs) That no one sees. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, are are you happy now that you got to uh, to finally go hear the the full what I went through I learning am. about eels? I am, yes, <laughs> I am, yes. It was very eye opening. Yeah, enlightening. Yeah. Yes, very much so. It, it's yeah. what when you know when you're putting <clears throat> the child to bed and you come in and you crack the door and I'm like I'm writing. <laughs> And there's just like old newspaper clippings up on my fucking yep. monitor. This is this is what I'm yeah. what we're doing. Yeah, this is yeah, this is me. That cool. was uh, what it was that there's th- this was a short one. There was seven pages. I usually do ten, so there's seven pages worth. Yeah, of no, it was eel paranoia. I'm no podcaster. Is that the right word? There's Podca- you are now. <laughs> I was nervous, <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. 
It good, was fun. Good, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. There's this isn't <laughs> I have no idea when this is coming out. There there it, it <laughs> Um So in any case uh, uh, here's our plugs. Do you want to, uh, uh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a part to read in a little bit. So our website is CryptopediaCast.com. You could find on, on us on Instagram at CryptopediaCast, on Twitter at CryptopediaCast. Our email is CryptopediaCast at gmail.com or us at CryptopediaCast.com. Now, we also thank the, the, the our patrons, the, yes. the people that... That literally make this possible. So, so they what they they subscribe to. Okay. Allows us to continue hosting because it costs money to to host this. Yes. We have the website, and then if we have any excess throughout the year, sometimes John buys um, uh, like ghost hunting equipment, and he and he on video took apart oh, some okay. some stuff and critiqued it, and um, um, so these are at least as of a few weeks ago the the latest patrons. So, will you please thank our jackalope level patrons? Uh, Will Smith, yep. Bushcraft, Kelso, Linwood, S. Sharp, Sharp A? Sharp. 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 <laughs> Bird Schneider, Marty Von Party, Clay Sinclair. That's right. Rate, rate uh, review, subscribe, send in your monster requests or stories, um, preferably, you know, pop on our Discord. It's easy to get in there. Um, and there's a lot of weird random shit going on in there right now. Um, we have an Etsy shop, which I have to fix yet, so I will read that link. I, or, um, I think I have a couple accounts that I have to fix those links. You can find me on Instagram at donkey underscore hands. My website is boyerb.com. My email is brandon at cryptopediacast.com. And my Twitter is at cryptobrandon and at Heinz Canada. John's Instagram is at mu2057. His Twitter is at jfdunham. His website is johndunhamgames.com and his email is john at cryptopediacast.com. Our art was done by Tom Hill. You could find him on Instagram at thomasmichaelhill. His website is greatergloryco.com or tommikehill.com. His email is tommikehill at gmail.com. And um, what else? He's had some stuff going on recently with the Always Sunny at Philadelphia guys. Um, they've been doing stuff. I just saw, um, the Dead Eyes podcast was on TV. Um, he also did their artwork. He does a lot of okay. stuff. Yeah. He's got, I'll nice. show you some of his art in a little bit. He's, okay. you, you met, you met Tommy. Yeah. 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 When we're, yeah, yeah you, you met him. So he's, that's the guy we okay. went to school together. He did our art for this and he does art for different, nice. whoever wants art, whether they're podcasters, musicians, or what have you. Guy. Um, and always I'm Brandon. I am Erica. And Happy holidays! And things are going to get weird.